Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They say you only get out what you put in. And with recipe ingredients, there's no exception. You can always rely on the great taste and quality of Kerrygold Irish Butter. Kerrygold has teamed up with some well-known food experts to feed your imagination. Whether you are baking, brunching or barbecuing, check out Kerrygold.com for ideas. Or follow the how-to videos and recipes at Kerrygold on Instagram. Welcome to Hooked, uh, a fantasy fantasy story hook podcast. I wait to introduce my other podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Tully Grimley, and with me today are regular co-host, Dom Gilfoyle. And uh, we have two guests with us today. Uh, back from last week, we have... Jack. How you doing? That's me. And... Brooke. I'm glad everyone's really talkative today. <laughs> yeah. We're doing very well. Yeah. Where are we? I think this is called giving you enough rope to hang yourself, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here on here on Hooked, what we do is we each come up with a story hook based on a random image, which uh, we're using a ma- Magic the Gathering card and a random word. Now, this story hook will come in the form of three different phases. First, there's the pledge where we each put forward the uh, the heart of the idea. Then the turn where we start to develop that idea, create something of it, and then the prestige where we turn this into a uh, playable part of the world. Uh, now today, who wants to describe our card for today? Are we not Are we not getting to know each other this episode? Yeah, oh, I don't know who the hell you I, people are. Who am I? <laughs> who are you? Who am I? I don't know. Okay. Sure. Where am I? <laughs> I'm so confused. Does anyone have one on, ha- on hand? Oh, do you? Okay. Okay. Uh, so no, you don't. Okay. What is? Wow. Oof. What is your favorite color? What is? What's a, what is your say, credit card number and those <laughs> numbers on the back? What's your go-to process for coming up with fantasy names? Oh, panicking. <laughs> panicking. I can, I can answer this. I play one type of character in uh, in role-playing games, and that is. Useless lesbian with a noun for a name. Um, I have played the following characters in D and D: Squid, Panini, and Starbuck. That's it. Yep, sure. Starbuck is powerful. Thank you. I love that. Mm. It's like that's got an aura to it. Mm. Starbuck, yeah, like a, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> mine is also. I mean, like I also tend to play a lot of useless lesbians. They're fairly actually. No, I'm, I, I play. I play terrifyingly effective lesbians. Oh, okay. no, <laughs> um, also. Definitely, always very pansexual, not lesbians. Anyway, um, I don't have a process. I'm just like, uh, 
uh, like for the for one of my characters, Sigrun, it was like I was going for kind of a Valkyrie sort of thing. So it was just like, well, let's pick a let's pick a Norse sounding name. Like I like mm. let's let's find a name that could be a Valkyrie. And it's like, yeah, Sigrun A's daughter. So it's kind of on aesthetic bounds more than anything else. Yeah, I guess. Like, uh, I get like looking over my characters. Like, I'm, uh, like I had Gavin, the the, <laughs> the idiot, half goblin, half halfling barbarian who taught himself to be a barbarian reading comics. So I was just like, Gavin's a good name for that guy. He's yeah. Mm. And then like my current one is Morgan, and she's like a like a, just an edgy dickhead wizard elf lady who wears leather. And it's just like, yeah, that's yeah, her name's Morgan for sure. <laughs> Yeah, hmm. I always like. I always take kind of normal sounding names and add extra like vowels or whatever to them. You know, it's like, like naming a white child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Yeah, you go. You know, it's, it's George. It's Theorgen or something. Mm. Oh, let's let's slightly change the name so it sounds exotic. Yeah, yeah exactly. This, this like, is yeah. this is Jacqueline. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is absolutely Jacos. <laughs> Or something like that, so it sounds yeah. convincingly strange enough. Yeah. But then you write yourself into the corner of like saying it six different ways, mm-hmm. and everyone, no, no one really understanding because it's just sort of spe- yeah, because you've never off. never had it correct because it doesn't make any sense and it's not mm. ba- <laughs> based in anything. What about you, Tom? Yeah, um, I tend to go with uh, a naming convention that starts off with part of the the personality, and then I just kind of transform it until it reaches a level of abstraction that. It doesn't quite sound like I've just taken over part of their personality. Um, I mean, yeah, because my current character is is uh, Heward Stormkeep, which came from Hewn Stone. Is a sto- an Earth Genasi. Yeah. I came from the words sure. Hewn Stone. Yeah, sure. Uh, and yeah, I just kept sort of transforming it until it didn't sound like those words. I, yeah, I like having a name that makes no one take me seriously. I mean, with names like Squid and, and Panini. Panini. <laughs> Panini was originally Penelope, and I thought it's too vanilla. How do I? How do I? Ah, oh, yes, yeah. the sandwich. I've played two. I played two very short, like one shots, with my partner before, who isn't like much of a RPG player and just kind of doesn't take that sort of stuff very seriously. So one of them uh, is uh, Fuck Knuckle, <laughs> uh, Ganasty Boy. <laughs> uh, uh, who very much was not interested in the story that was going on, and my character was a like very religious man who was just like, I can get through to this horrible goblin man, and I was just trying to convert him. And at one point, I started serenading with a song, and my partner was just like, Yeah, I just started grooving and vibing to it. Yeah, that's that character. And then one time in a one shop run by Zane, uh, they were playing uh, Skidaddle Noodle. Mm. Uh, this is a person that I can vibe uh, with. Okay, like skedaddle, skedoodle, your dick's now a noodle. That, that, that <laughs> meme. Um, yeah, so yes, they were playing the mystical wizard, skedaddle noodle. So yeah, that's always fun. Loving these naming conventions. Yeah. They are all valid. Say, Every skidad- single one of them. I was going to say skedaddle noodle is like a good stripper name, but if you're making men's dicks into noodles, then you fucked up stripping. Yeah, skedaddle, skedoodle. Um. Wonderful. So, uh, getting now that we all know each other fairly I well, feel so much better. Uh, now. I think this has been a, a nice window into all of our souls. Yeah. <laughs> um, does anyone want to describe the card that we have? Uh, we have here a Demir Infiltrator, which is a spirit creature. Um, who wants to talk about what it looks like? Uh, it looks like a, shin- a shinobi slash genie that's all bones, including the knives. 
Whoa, the knives are bone. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's all bones, yep. all shinobi, all the time. You had to murder time. a knife to get those bones. And it's, it's sort of floating through <laughs> a forest. Somewhere there's a boneless knife out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, sort of, it's sort of floating through a forest, but even the trees kind I, of look... I think those might be like... That's like he's like, floating through an archway with lots of vines on it, maybe, yeah, actually. Pillars. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's interesting, because when I first looked at it, and I'm going to use this now in my bit, is it, it almost looked like he was cobwebbed in between. Okay. Like he was mm. like stuck there. Mm. Interesting. We'll yeah. elaborate on that later. Uh, and our word today is obnoxious. <laughs> we're, we're all unfamiliar with the concept. <laughs> yeah, None no of us know what it means. Can, you, can yeah. you explain? So who wants to start us off with a pledge? I'll start. Yeah. Uh, so the confidence. Yeah. Why not? Uh, well, two people. Like everyone kind of turned and looked at me at once. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I guess. Uh, so this is something. This this. Uh, this is a it's a genie in a bottle okay like mm. it is what it is um, so someone has found the a, it doesn't and it doesn't have to be a bottle but it's like a an item that allows them to summon forth a powerful creature in order to aid them uh, but it's very specific it will help you attain revenge mm. uh-huh. Uh-huh. that's all it will do that's and, enough yeah that's my and, and that's enough for a Pledge, yeah, think. that's a solid, solid yeah. pledge. Uh, well, so I'm assuming you've got a magic item there. Uh, I've actually, I've actually got creature, creature. Yes, looking um, forward to this. Yes, um, I'll pop off next. Um, this little dude is. Uh, I've got, I've got good NPC slash settlement, and what I picture is that this guy is is a guardian in front of a settlement. So he's both. <laughs> um, I think, like we were talking before, there's this sort of this archway situation here, and I just imagine this man is the gatekeeper to wherever you're trying to go. And given the word obnoxious, I think he's kind of a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give you the setup for a bit of a story here. So there's this uh, port city, I'd say more town, um, and it's a port town on the uh, mouth of of a river, and so it's in a very swampy area. Kind of, kind of. I'm thinking um, shantytown, floating logs sort of vibes. Very much so, right? That kind of vibe. Very, very humid, uh, musty, that kind of thing. And because of all this wealth that comes in through this place, and because it's quite isolated, uh, it's bred a lot of corruption in this area. And the person who is like the merchant prince, uh, the, the the effective mayor of this town, who either you work for or you starve in the shant, you know, in the in the backlogs and all mm. that. Lots of dangerous animals and, and creatures and all that sort of stuff. Like and cockroaches. Like cockroaches, and not those South Australian kind, the Car- Queensland variety. Right. Goddamn cockroaches. <laughs> and there's lots of cockroaches and turfs and <laughs> there's turfs all over <laughs> oh, the place. This is a different episode now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, the the effective uh, leader, dictator, basically of this place. He he is being harassed at night by a spectre that comes to him. He has no way of sleeping. It's, 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 he's non-stop. Every time he tries to sleep, he's harassed. This thing comes to him, frightening him. He's frazzled, and it's put the whole entire town on edge. But I'll keep that there. Here you go. So, so far, we've got uh, a, a bottled genie who will only come out for revenge... Uh, we've got a very obnoxious uh, gatekeeper to the town, and uh, we've got a shanty town that is plagued by a uh, a spirit. What 
Yeah. Mm. So who wants to continue on with the turn? I'll, I'll go on. Um, I'm thinking now, so one of the things that I mentioned before was that when I didn't look at this picture with both of my eyes, um, I thought that maybe there was like some spider webbing happening here. Now that I look at the picture again, that's not happening, but I'm going to use it. <gasps> um, so this is now, uh, this, this, this gentleman, uh, maybe he's not obnoxious, maybe the people in the settlement are. I think this man guards... Against his will, um, a big sort of spider colony who have uh, uh, webbed him into the gate of the uh, the, the settlement. Uh, so he cannot leave, no matter how hard he tries. He's sort of just there to turn people away and go, don't come in here, these spiders are dickheads. <laughs> um, and, I mean, that's it. I don't think he wants to be there. I don't really think he's vibing it too much. He does seem to have a bone knife, though, so... Just kidding, now that's a spider web. Um, yeah, I think this is just a guy that came came into the town, wanted to say hi to some spiders, and then they went, we could use some brute force. Uh, you'll do. Stick him out the front um, like, a, like a scarecrow to Same. scare everyone off. As if the spiders themselves weren't going to be scary enough. Yeah, I mean, like I do like the fact that, they, that he's out there more as sort of a deterrent mm, than a guard. Yeah, yeah. Because slaves famously make good guards. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, as, as more yeah. like a, a talking scarecrow. Like, hey, dude, there's giant spiders in there. I wouldn't. They'd, you'll end up like Don't. me. <laughs> and I like, I mean, on the card, it has this sentence. Uh, Demir Infiltrator is unblockable. <gasps> what a good word, unblockable. Unblockable. Mm. How Dom <laughs> wishes they were on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I was blocked by a lot of people while I was on Twitter. <laughs> I, was, I wish I was unbannable. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Blocked by uh, Ruslan Kogan, the, uh, the founder of Kogan, one time. God, that's I, good. I called him a dick for being transphobic. Wow, I deserved yep, it. Cool. That's mostly what my online presence was. It to be really honest, does seem like when it. they block you, you win though, don't they? Know yeah, this? they. Yeah. Don't they? Know yeah, this? yeah. yeah totally. does, I collect them like skulls. Yeah, like Will, I'm a Will warlord. Wheaton, Will Wheaton blocked me as well. That was fun. Oh, <laughs> Before he quit Twitter because people wouldn't stop making fun of him for sucking for being Will Wheaton. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Did you want to go next? Yeah, 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 sure. So the party rocks up in this town. This is where they come into it. And, you know, they've had to, uh, you know, as the, from their dealings, basically because this, uh, this uh, pr- you know, merchant prince holds this town with an iron fist, uh, because he's frazzled, it's going to send this whole, you know, chain of events down to where everyone is unsure of what's going on. You know, the very top at the you know of the chain is kind of like losing it, so everyone is unsure what exactly is going to be you know, happening next. There's a lot of uncertainty in the town, um, and you know the the party because they're new and they're fresh. And hey, we need a stranger to do this. Um, gets picked. Well, everyone up. else is too scared of the spirit. Yes, They've been and, here long enough. They know what it does. And 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 scared of the repercussions of this uh, merchant prince as well eventually end up in his office and he's like well I need you to get to the bottom of this, I need you to investigate this um, this thing looks like, as we've described the bone shinobi thing um, comes to me at night it, it, it doesn't act in a very threatening way but it is there and it's um, you know, and I, when I look at it I have this you know, feeling of pure dread and you know, um, it's only been harassing him, only really been going after, after him um, and as the players, you know, can go about this in a very open, investigative way, they can, you know, ask around. Um, they could perhaps, you know, uh, inquire about any sort of like local uh, fables and myths. Mm. They could, um, they could say to the merchant prince, "Hey, we'll we'll stay in your room with you for the night. If it shows up, um, we can we can help deal with it. Maybe we can investigate kick it. Kick its ass. We yeah. can kick its ass." Um, and it's yes, that would be it would be a very open for the players to just really explore this this uh, port town, 
and the sort of conditions that it's in and how this very small thing has really shifted everything socially in this town in a major way. I do really like uh, designing those sorts of puzzles where you you have one big thing that has affected a whole area and you don't have a specific way that your players are going to figure out what's going on. They just... <laughs> There are lots of little threads that they can pick up. And and something that is always very... Um, what I very much like as, as a DM is when you create a very small, isolated society here and you just know that your players are going to make some very, very strange decisions and I'm going to let the decisions just affect this and ripple onto the society in strange ways. If they go and they, they burn down where the bloody granary is, that's going to affect everyone. <laughs> like And now, like... All this is going to ripple through, and I want like because everyone is so tightly, you know, and uh, you know, uh, involved with one another, and that it could have some, you know, effects here. Everything's at a very mm. sensitive moment. Um, I want them to feel like your actions here are going to have big repercussions for the people who live here. I'm not saying that's exactly what's happening in my campaign. I'm at looking the moment, directly at Tully as you said. That's all of exactly that. what's <laughs> happening in my campaign at the moment. In fact, some decisions have already been made that have had some repercussions already. Oh, it's so good to see. When you, when, oh, love it. Love that stuff. Um, but yes, open investigation at the moment. I tell you, I don't mean to stop on your hosting, but neither of us did names. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, oh. rookie error. Thank you. Well, that means uh, we're going to go with names right now. Okay. Um, I, you'll hear more about this when I get to it, but I think the name for this is just going to be Unweave the Web. Unweave the Web? Good. Um, I'm going to call mine the Spectre. Spectre. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And did you want to give a name? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Up front or at the end? Uh, at the end. At the end? Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Don't so, let Tully forget. So, um, I, I wanted to keep the introduction a bit short and sharp, but uh, it's not, it is not a ma- it's not a bottle. It's more of like a little strange kind of, it seems to be bone sort of little talisman is what is the thing that allows the person to summon this this genie or this spectre of revenge. Uh, it seems kind seems strangely organic. It's and like it doesn't seem to be like it's something that's been carved either. It's very difficult. No one quite knows quite what to make of it. And when people lose detect magic on it, it is not enchanted. Mm. However, once the deal has been made, once a person has taken the item and said, "I seek revenge." on the following people there is a magical connection between the item and that person and there's hints of like you get an incredibly high dc like arcana check but it's mm. like necromancy transmutation divination something it's what, some what, sort of magic what is this what is this connection it's it's it, reading as an unspecified it, school but yeah, something some weird is something going on. like some combination of those but it's like it's definitely not actually within our school it is something kind of other but yeah, so when a person decides that just like I seek revenge, and you know, they are part of the uh, explanation of whoever has provided them with this item is that you can name a certain as many people as you want, or even just one person. 
Um, but one, but once the spec, it was summoned the spectre, and once it has defeat destroyed those people, its deal is done. And you know that mm. sentence is ominous in itself, uh, obviously. But it summons obviously a strange, like a bit like the picture, skeletal, rotted, like horrible like it's remains of someone almost but it is animate and some familiar i don't look to some people like it's just like something about this is horribly uncanny what you're looking at but it is fearsome in combat it goes alongside the party or you can do it two ways either you if you if a member of the party when you're dming is like yeah my backstory is that i want revenge because they're incredibly un- unimaginative and it's like yeah i want to play a D character who wants revenge no offense to you know, yeah, no offense, but they you know, killed my parents. We, yeah, we've those bastards killed my parents. Yeah, they killed my girls, all uh, of them. Those alien <laughs> bastards shot off my ride. So, Duke Nukem. Uh, so, but yeah, so it can either be like you, the play, you have a player that's like, yeah, I want revenge on this list of people. I'm I'm Arya Stark, and you go, well, they're gonna find this item down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, or it can be that an NPC has used it and you're coming in towards the end of that story as as you know you're the you're Geralt of River and it's just like yeah they, we, I, I used this item and now it's killing all of my uh, it's helped me kill all my foes but now it's getting towards the end and I kind of feel like there's some sort of curse I should be breaking yeah, something's, some, something's this isn't yeah. as I expected yeah, it to I be please help I'm, I'm having a really bad feeling about this how weird how uh, weird this hasn't gone perfectly so planned. like it was it was killing all my en- enemies but then my, my kid just died so please yeah, like well, maybe no. No, everything like it is like your your enemies are like if it's in the party, then you just go like yeah, it's an NPC in the party that is helping you on that road. Or if it's an NPC assignment, it can just be going out to kill. You tweak that part depending on what the gameplay is, you know. Um, but now, yeah, now it seems like towards the end, it might maybe you get someone's getting angry that it needs to something needs to be undone about this. Uh, and it is called the, uh, the 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 shade of revenge. Shade of revenge. I like the idea of like vengeful you know, shade. If you've got like Red a you know your unimaginative party member who just wants revenge, and you give them straight out this yeah. this will this checks your revenge box, then they've kind of got to grapple with that like oh do I want it to be that easy or like is this well, my whole thing? If it's in your, if if it's a party member, I think that you give it to them. And it's like this is now it summons the NPC mm. and you you still go and fight, but now it's yeah. just like yeah, it's helping and it's badass. Mm-hmm. I, I've been just I'm really late because I've only just started watching Death Note. That's what I've, I was going to say. I've not see I missed my. Oh, I haven't watched Death Note. I've never yeah, seen yeah, it, but yeah. I would know the concept. Yes, yeah. yeah. Ryuk, is that what it is? Well, yes. I, that that, rem- that this reminds me of that concept of the idea of if you could just you know, have that power to be like, oh, well, you know, kill that person. Mm-hmm. Could think about, you know, how they're using that and in what repercussions that's having. Sure, yeah. You know, oh, we could kill... We, you, you, you wipe out your enemies and then then who's next? The thrill is mm. in the chase, really. Yeah, mm. exactly. Mm. That's quite interesting. So, and please uh, feel free to stop me if this is getting into prestige territory. What's what's your end of the deal? Okay, let's get into the let's get into let's the get ending. into the yeah. into the prestige. prestige. Fantastic. So you know, someone might have noticed that just like there's something so familiar about this, uh, and then maybe maybe someone figures it out. But the person who has made this deal, like when the when the final thr- like strike is struck and the the revenge is complete, they realize that this horrible rotted corpse is them. Oh. Uh, it's their corpse. Oh. Uh, oh dear! And they're going to—they're go- It's going to—and it's going to kill them now. 
uh, and then go like it, their remains will be sent back in time to complete this revenge. Oh boy, that's spicy. Yeah, uh, and additionally, this is an extra extra bit of like extra deep lore. If your party figures this out, it's also possibly an alternate way to stop this. But I do have creature here, and that's because it's not a magical item. This is the life source. This is this is the life cycle of this strange, unknowable, weird little magical creature that just yeah it's it feeds on the life force that it is taking for if he's on the the life force of this of the person who is like gets their revenge and is then killed so their their potential future basically is where i'm going Mm. with that sort of thing is that they it it like they kill themselves and it creates a sort of mini paradox Mm. and it's just kind of like that sort of because it is time magic is the thing that couldn't be identified because time magic doesn't really exist in D&D. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's why they couldn't figure it out. So, like, it creates a paradox and the thing feeds on that. That is why this is happening. Froth the time magic. Love that. Um, I think there's also, like, if you... Again, it's the whole stick, but if you didn't want to do the time magic thing, if it's just, like, the person... It's just sort of a cycle, like the person before... Kind of like it. a yeah, that fairy also yeah. the river sticks kind yeah, of. Yeah, sure, yeah. that could also be, and mm. that's also a very fun way to do it. Mm. Yeah, but also like, isn't it just fun to make? Oh yeah, your absolutely. Fight themselves. Oh Every yeah. campaign's got to have it at some point. <laughs> the evil glowing eyes. But... Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is you. It's but you, level but level fifteen with, with oh. red eyes and shark teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so it's me got bit interesting. Cool leather tattoos or oh. the deviant art version of your character has a yeah. husky voice and smokes cigarettes but <laughs> stomps them out on the ground yeah and it teleports behind you it says nothing personnel kid <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's the vengeful shade excellent the vengeful shade and yeah. i guess yeah like that's also a name for the thing it summons but it's also like it's they might not figure out that it's actually the medallion thing and also like what the fuck do you call that it's completely it is it is outside the flight like the and in a meta sense it, it talks about the secular nation uh, uh, nature of revenge yes, yeah. that it comes back to you yeah mm. karma bitch nice god wouldn't Excellent. that be obnoxious if that happened to you <laughs> wouldn't hey. it hey fucking <laughs> oh. right at the last second there saved it nice who would like to finish up next? I'll go next. Um, what I've realised is this concept is now almost entirely unrelated to the picture, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, I uh, I think the situation is as such. Your party is doing whatever they do. I don't know. And uh, they call get called up to uh, go investigate some missing persons, some people who have uh, been out to do some foraging in the woods and haven't been seen in a while. So they go out and they find... Well, I think what they would find is uh, just sort of almost like a fence of bodies strung up with with webbing um, of people who have tried to come in and uh, fight these spiders. Maybe maybe spider silk is a hot commodity, who knows? Um, but uh, what the spiders do is they just come in and they just string the fuckers up as uh, like... Uh, what was that thing that they used to do back in the olden days where they just like put their enemies on sticks? Yeah, that, but spiders. Um uh, this dude doesn't have anything to do with it anymore, Mr. Demir Infiltrator. I just he's like... He's one of the victims, let's say. Yeah, he's just hanging out there. He's Or or alternatively, maybe this is someone that they have sort of uh, hired to, to do this for them. So the spiders are just vibing in their sort of spider just settlement. simply vibing. <laughs> just simply They're vibing. Just simply vibing. Yeah. And this good sir here is the one that sort of rounds these people up yeah. and ties them up and gets them, gets them all webby. Um, as a, Maybe don't come yeah. any closer... <laughs> It gets pretty sticky past here. Here there be spiders. What yeah. is this speaker? It's sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the sheep sequence. Yeah. 
That's it, so, spiders. Sorry. Yeah. That's it, spiders. That's the That's new title. That's the it, name. spiders. That's it, spiders. What was the name of that Oops, all spiders. Uh, unweave the web. Unweave the web. There we are. Right. So, getting into the prestige of this one. Mm. So, the players, via many different ways, are going and investigate. Um, when investigating the spectre and, you know, going into the, um, the merchant prince's uh, uh, abode, and, and the like, seeing this, um, they find that this, uh, whatever this spectre is, is in fact being summoned. It's actually an illusion. It's not really real. It's something created. And anyone who has any sort of practice with magic, or especially illusory magic, knows that this is an extremely basic illusion. It looks like it's kind of been made to be as intimidating and frightening as possible. And it maybe has some effect of that it affects people emotionally when it sees it. But anyone who has some experience in magic knows this is like a really rap shot thing that's been put together. This is Kevin McAllister stringing together like the, the NBA cutout behind the window uh, to make it look like there's a family dinner yep. going on. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, then following this up and following the investigation, they find that a secret group, which was on my card, Ooh. has been conspiring to try and... Uh, overthrow the merchant prince. Now, the merchant prince, you know, of course, has uh, you know all of those uh, all of those guards and the like who have swords and weapons. So the people don't really have a good recourse. Um, but what they have, a particular group, a particularly revolutionary group, has decided to be able to to shake things up a bit, to change the conditions a bit by uh, harassing the merchant prince. By uh, they had managed to get together a small book on illusionary magic, mm-hmm. working together. Um, putting their heads together and working it out over months and months of time have created the solution and just been doing the same thing to try and freak out the merchant prince to to kind of unstable thing you know make unstable conditions for them to be able to possibly shift things and oust the merchant prince so that the players are put into a position where they could go well do we want the the cash gold here um, and help out the prince and just crush crush this sort of very fledgling and non-violent revolutionary group. That's probably group. what they'll do. Probably what they'll do. Mm. Crush this revolutionary group or negotiate with a revolutionary group and say, hey, let's help you overthrow the merchant prince and negotiate how much of his wealth we get. I mean, also something that the party will do. <laughs> something mm-hmm. definitely the party will yeah. do. But now they are put in this sort of critical interspace of where they can shift things in this town in major ways and unintentionally affect the lives of everyone who lives there. Mm. Too much power. Too much power. But it's always great to see them choke on the on power that they oh, have. Yeah. <laughs> that's but excellent. Yes, that's the that's that's the end. Wonderful. <laughs> what was that one called again? The Spectre. Excellent. So we've got the Spectre, we've got Unweave the Web, and we have Vengeful Shade. Vengeful Shade. Excellent. Well, that is us for today. Uh, if you'd like to use any of uh, any of these hooks that we've talked about, uh, Hooked Podcast is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 4.0 international license, uh, which means that you are free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format as long as you give appropriate credit to us and do not use the material for commercial purposes. Don't remix, transform, or build upon it in any way. But if you are using it in your games uh, in private or uh, sharing it along in public give us a little bit of credit and let us know what you've done with it we would love to hear from you on our socials Uh, we are on i believe twitter and on facebook um thank you very much i've been tully grimling with me have been i'm dom guilfoyle i have probably a couple of things to plug but for now i'm just going to plug my t-shirt shop on tpublic.com slash dom guilfoyle i make terrible shirts that you should buy because i'm poor there are some 
absolutely incredible shirts yeah. on there. If you want, like, I've worn some of my shirts in public and I've gotten some looks, as in looks people, TM. people were angry with me. They are. I, I genuinely, like, I, one time I saw a man on the bus just read my shirt and just stare at me with a fairly, like, angry frown, just like, what? What? <laughs> what? It's a really good I, I, advertisement to buy your shirts to make strangers angry at you. Yeah, I was wearing a shirt with a, with a photo of someone else's cat. Not my cat. Don't know the cat. I think it actually died. Very sad. Uh, and it says, I'm wanted for manslaughter in Belarus. Uh, and that, that <laughs> Straight ups, to the point. That just upset that man so much. <laughs> so if you want to buy a beautiful shirt from Dom, uh, do you have the, the link available? Uh, it's uh, tpublic.com slash domgilfoyle, all one word, I believe. Fantastic. And oh, so tpublic.com slash user slash Dom Guilfoyle. Important distinction there. Or just Guilfoyle, Google my name, whatever. Yep. And uh, with us, our guests. Oh, Jack. That's me. Yeah. Um, I am uh, doing a Cyberpunk Red um, test uh, the, uh, from Out of the Box uh, for a live play game for the Brisbane Sci-Fi Festival on the 1st of April. Um, come along and check that out. We're going to be having a good time. Um, trying to work out the rules that I've not spent that much time reading but we'll get through it Um, but yeah come along to that um, on the 1st of April wonderful an April Fool's game of uh, Cyberpunk Red looking forward to it yeah yeah and we also have I'm Brooke follow me on Instagram at brooke.lr and uh, in May got a show happening Uh, it's called This Car Is Going To Crash part of Anywhere Theatre Festival there'll be a couple of shows at UQ a couple of shows in Fish Lane Uh, come learn more about me as a person than you ever cared to know and thank you very much for sticking with us for yet another week we'll catch you next week until then goodbye meow They say you only get out what you put in, and with recipe ingredients, there's no exception. You can always rely on the great taste and quality of Kerrygold Irish Butter. Kerrygold has teamed up with some well-known food experts to feed your imagination. Whether you are baking, brunching, or barbecuing, check out kerrygold.com for ideas, or follow the how-to videos and recipes at Kerrygold on Instagram. Quick question. What were you doing at exactly this time yesterday? If you were applying for a business loan from Linked Finance, you'd already have an answer by now. If you're getting back in business, we can help you access fast, no-hassle finance with credit decisions within 24 hours. It only takes two minutes to apply online with an answer within 24 hours. Cut through the banking bureaucracy with Linked Finance. Just search Linked Finance today. We're open for business. 